It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. An article was recently submitted to me. Uh, The article is from John Coleman, and it talks about different types of product owners. Now, when I first heard this, or when I first read this, I was like, different types? What do you mean? I mean, you know, according to the Scrum Guide and according to everything I've read, there's only one product owner. But then I thought maybe we're going down the path of product owner, product manager, product governor, what each one means. I thought, you know, there could be differences that way. But then I said, you know, I'm going to dig a little deeper and see exactly where you're going. So here we go. In Scrum, we have a product owner. Fact. It is an accountability. It is no longer a role, according to the 2020 Scrum Guide. Now, that's interesting. Uh, So I'm going to read that again. It says, it's an accountability. It is no longer a role. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. There are different categories of product owner. So he breaks it down into scribe, proxy, business representative, sponsor, or CEO of the product. So let's see where he takes this. So let's start with describe. He said, a scribe takes orders regardless of whether it is a good or bad idea. They don't add any value. A scribe is like a poor waiter in a restaurant. They take your order even though they know that you should not order what you're ordering. It's probably the worst thing on the menu or the chef does a terrible job on that dish. A scribe just takes your order regardless, whether it's a good or bad idea. They really don't add any value. Interesting. Then he has one called the proxy product owner. The proxy product owner is someone who realizes something may not be good. And in a very polite and diplomatic way, they might recommend alternatives or something different. So this is like a waiter who takes your order, but realizes you're ordering the wrong thing or what your order is not really good. And in a very polite and diplomatic way, they say, hey, well, you know, you may... You may want to look at this dish instead. We're recommending this as a special. They add more value. However, they still don't have much power. It's usual for the proxy type product owner to be a person who might be a very good person, uh, but they they just don't have power. The person with the power just couldn't be bothered doing product owner roles, so they delegated someone else, and this person is doing it on their behalf. A lot of product owners are actually product owner, proxy product owners, quite sadly. Let's pause there. I have seen a trend in product ownership that doesn't lean this way. And let me explain what I mean. I think the bigger and more, you know what? I'm just going to continue with the article first. I'm up to do this at the end. Because if I do this now, it's going to take me on a completely uh, different tangent. So let's keep going. The next one says it's a business representative product owner. So the business representative is slightly better than a proxy. Some organizations, believe it or not, segregate IT from the business or one department from another department. In this case, uh, or in the case of an IT situation, the product owner who has a proxy working in IT because they couldn't get a representative from the business, maybe now they've been seconded into the business, even better, Someone from the business has decided or has been asked to be a product owner, and that person is in at least the right network to have more influence, but doesn't have any control of budget. Once again, I'm going to pause because I have a lot to say here. (laughs) Let's go with uh, the sponsor product owner, because if not, I'm going to take us on a tangent. 
Then there's the sponsor, which is the person who actually has budget for the product, including the total cost for the product, the whole life cycle, running the product or service, and improving the product or the service. That's good, but it doesn't tell me. So brief, my friend, so brief. Then there's the CEO of the product. The CEO of the product is a person who can take risks, who can decide whatever they want to do in relation to the product, but they work in a very data-informed and driven way. A person who can take risk, who can basically decide whatever they want to do in relation to the product, but everything they do has to be data-informed. So he goes on to say the best product owners he's ever worked with uh, only had access to them for like 10 minutes a day, sometimes only... Um, sometimes only a smaller portion a day and the same for developers in the team. The reason they're so effective is because they asked the product owner questions and she knew the answers. And if you didn't know the answers, she would often say, I'll check with this person or I'll check with that person. Or, I need to align and get these answers. Okay. I'm gonna pause here. I see where this is going and I'm not exactly enjoying it. So let's, Let's jump. Let's take a big step back. <laughs> All right. So when I think of product owners, let me tell you what I see. So I've just spent the last five minutes going over this article, and I finally decided that I probably shouldn't have gone over the article. For me, when I talk about product ownership and the importance of recognizing product ownership, I see a trend going in three different directions. One, we have product managers. Product managers are people who are going to have full program level ownership over multiple products or projects. They are trying to get all of them done at the same time. Uh, they insist that everything has utmost importance and they're constantly pushing in a direction of getting as many of these things delivered as they can. They oftentimes don't honor whip limits and they are trying hard to get multiple products done. The second one that I see is the separation of business product owner and technical product owner. Now, oftentimes this happens when we're dealing with a third-party company who are, who's building a product service for us, or, or sometimes it does happen internally where you just have one person who knows all the technology piece of it and someone else who understands strategically and the customer needs and what direction we're trying to go. And this is what drove me to create the concept of Bafata where you have a business analyst, a functional analyst, and a technical analyst that each support a product owner in their own realm, with the BA knowing the most about the consumer, the FA knowing the most about strategy and leadership and what direction we're trying to take things, and the technical analyst who understands technology and throughput and awareness and what direction we're trying to go. This trend has been happening for years. This trend is not anything new. And what I can tell you is the harder we work and the more I see it, uh, the more organizations I go to, the more I run into this type of product owner. And I don't want to call it proxy because it's not true. The product owner still has the ultimate decision-making power, but the product owner also has to lean on other individuals to get information because they don't have all the information themselves. And I think that's an important differentiation. The next one I want to talk about is the product owner who believes they're a product owner, but they're not. So let me explain what I mean by that. I'm going to call this person a stakeholder. And I think this might be where John was trying to go with this, that oftentimes product owners should spend as much time as they can with their teams. They shouldn't be just product owner for a number of minutes a day. 
so when someone comes to me and they say, but I'm the product owner over this section of the product, or I'm the product owner over that section of the product, or I'm the product owner over these features, the truth is there can only be one product owner. Now, these people might be really invested stakeholders who have a big, powerful interest in making sure it's done to their to meet their needs, but that does not make them the product owner. And I think there's where the confusion lies. We need to make sure that we understand who the product owner is, where the product owner resides and where they need to reside, and who stakeholders are and how they contribute or add value to the product owner. Now, truth be told, oftentimes I'll let those people go on believing that they're product owners or that particular section of a product or those features, uh, knowing that that's all they care about and knowing that they're just a stakeholder and that they'll come and go, but that the product owner will stay consistent. So for me, when I talk about the different types of product owners, the one thing that rings true across all of them is that someone has to manage the funnel where the input of information comes and where at the bottom of the funnel, the team receives the information of process into work. Someone needs to govern the backlog. Someone needs to govern the list. Someone needs to make sure they have a pure understanding of what they're trying to do. There's lots that goes into true product ownership. And I feel like this article, while maybe it was tongue in cheek about the different types, you know, sure, we've all met the order taker. We've all met the person who's proxy. We've all met the business representative. We know that these characteristics exist, but I don't know that it's different categories or types of product owner. I think for me, understanding who the product owner really is and what their responsibilities are is so critical that I almost think that this kind of drives us away from the direction that we should be going. So it's so important for us to understand what a product owner does and how a product owner operates that I think that sometimes we get lost in the, hey, look at what the product owner is doing right now. And with that, we tend to, we tend to, when we get lost in what they're doing, we, we, we leave aside all the things that we should be paying attention to and focus on some of these negatives. And it just, it drives us to, it drives us to really go away from what a real product owner does. I guess the easiest way for me to explain, it, I'm going to go back to the Scrum Guide. In the Scrum Guide, they talk about Scrum teams, and they talk about the Scrum team as a team of people. And it consists of one Scrum Master, one product owner, and developers. And he goes on to describe the product owner as the product owner being the accountable for maximizing the value of the product resulting from the work of the Scrum team. How this is done may vary widely across organizations, scrum teams, and individuals. The product owner is also accountable for effective product backlog management, which includes developing and explicitly communicating the goal, creating and clearly communicating product backlog items, ordering the product backlog items, and ensuring that the product backlog is transparent, visible, and understood. The product owner may do the above work, or may delegate the responsibility to others, regardless the product owner remains accountable. The product owner, for the product owner to succeed, the entire organization must respect their decisions. These decisions are visible in the content and ordering of the backlog and through the inspectable increment at the sprint review. The product owner is one person, not a committee. The product owner may represent the needs of many stakeholders in a product backlog. Those wanting to change the product backlog can do so by trying to convince the product owner. So I think that kind of seals the deal and says the product owner is a role. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. So 
I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot about product ownership. I apologize for the confusion in the beginning. But if you have a question, a topic, or an article you want us to cover, feel free to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to talk about and learn more about what you want to talk about. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Yeah.